All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. Today, I wanted to swing back around and discuss the Eastern Stars once again, but this time with more information, um, information even coming from them as far as from um, their pages or their books and so forth. Not just what I'm saying and thinking off the top of my head. And then I want to tie that in later with some stuff that I noticed, um, especially I've been telling all the churches in my area, especially my old church, where I can see a lot of things have changed lately. Um, a lot of infiltration has gone on, more infiltration, I should say, since I left. But right now, we're going to talk about the Order of the Eastern Star. Now, this is the woman's side, uh, I guess you could say, of Freemasonry. It really is what it is. And they have the white side and they have the black side that's just how they always started and i guess that's how they always run it to this day it doesn't mean that they don't work together because they do uh, at the end of the day the white side would be the planters or, or and then the uh the minority side would be obviously the plants the house negroes as i keep referring them as as and then of course cat or whoever will say plant because that's a new word for it today basically gatekeepers the reason they're there is, is for a reason in the church especially the black baptist church infiltration has come in through black freemasonry the black eastern stars and now um, even more than ever these days the divine nine um, or the boule because whole families could be a mix of, of a combination of them all. You understand what I'm saying? You could you could be a Mason and have a child that's a divine nine and probably don't even want to go into Masonry. But maybe your family is a legacy. You know, a lot of those people in those um, positions in these groups and these societies, they like a legacy. It looks good. I mean, it looks good even when they were younger coming in. Maybe they weren't a legacy, but they started a legacy, you know, and some people aren't. So, again, I'm just going to jump right into it. The reason the East End Stars are on my radar, or I want to raise awareness about it, especially them being in the church and claiming to be so godly, is that the origins of them are, are not godly. And a lot of the points that they try to use, even in their structure and design, in the design of the five-pointed star, which is the go-ahead Baphomet, Okay, we're talking about symbolism. We're talking about ancient symbolism that will never change. A five-pointed star, inverted, upside down. It's always going to be the go-ahead. It's always going to represent Baphomet. That's why star itself was always uh, in reference to not only angels, but fallen angels. And then they call celebrities stars today. <clears throat> but that's a subject for another day. So... The Eastern stars with their five-pointed star take that five-pointed star very seriously. Even when they go do their ceremonies, uh, they, they always use five women. So they use five women to stand at the point of each, of each point of the star, one woman standing at each point, and each woman represents a, a, a somebody. And we're going to talk about what they represent, okay? These women and these organizations of the Eastern stars are almost always, this is usually the... the, the uh, Requirement, 18 years old, uh, especially if you're unmarried, 18 years old, the daughter, the wife, the sister, or the widow of a Freemason or Grand Mason who is in good standing or was in good standing at their lodge while they're still living today, or even if they passed away before they passed away at the time of death, they were in good standing, automatically makes you um, a candidate for petition to come in. Now, 
you have to ask yourself, and even I said, because when we think about societies, um, secret societies, fraternity, you know, we know fraternities have, or, or um, I guess you could say unisex, right? Anybody, you could female, it doesn't matter. But we think about these prominent societies and stuff, like the Freemasons, we think about them as the masculine. They're so good at making you focus on masculine energy over there, whether they exist or not, first and foremost. <laughs> then if they do, masculine, 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 you completely forget. The, you're so distracted, you, you don't even remember. They, they, they got their wives, their daughters, their sisters, their widows, down, whoever, whoever, as long as they're going to stand in, whole army, they're ready to go over there. And they send them out. Okay, so really, literally, we're all surrounded all the time by a bunch of societies and different organizations, and a lot of people don't say these things. But, well, for whatever reason, right? So back to this five-pointed star <clears throat> and what it means. There's five daughters um, that they use in the Eastern star that they say are biblical. We're going to talk about that. And they use these women's roles, their characteristics, their faith, and, and these roles to, to apply it to the daughters to give them, I guess you could say, confidence, to give them pride in their position and what their position is to the male side because the male side, uh, I guess, covers the woman's side and the woman's side covers the male side. So in essence, the, the daughters, the wives, the widows, um, et cetera, sisters, et cetera, are pretty much um, keeping along the agenda of the men, okay? And going along with the agenda of the men, literally almost by any means necessary. And we're gonna, we're gonna find out more about that now. So it's Ada, Ruth. These are the five five women that they use when they when they representing each woman standing at each point. The five points of stars. They are representing Ada. They are representing Ruth. They are representing Esther. They are representing Martha, and they are representing Electa. All five of these women are supposed to be women in the Bible or women that they say have biblical attributes, but really initially they're saying that these are women in the Bible. So the first thing I said is Ada sounds like a biblical name, but when they were, when I was reading the name or the story of Ada and why Ada is so important to them, they, they have associated each of these women with um, colors, um, certain like maybe a rose, some, you know, some, I think, I think Electa's red, her, her flower is the rose. I mean, like they are very, very serious about this as far as honoring them and they represent so much and giving them honor and most of all aspiring to be as them, especially when it comes to this mission of being an Eastern star. So let's talk about Ada first. This is, okay, so this is a blog post that I got from the masonlady.com and I don't have the author's name. I guess it's on the bottom. I'm going to read this throughout for you guys, though. And she's going to explain um, Ada's representation, what she represents, her meaning, and her backstory. Now, again, the name Ada, I've heard before, but I feel like I've heard it in the Bible. When I try to think of, like, the most prominent women in the Bible, she's not the first one that comes to mind. So I'm like, okay, who is Ada? This is when they tell us the so-called story of Ada. The story of Ada is a little bit like that of Electa. There was an unnamed woman in the Bible whom Rob Morris, the creator of the Order of the Eastern Star, simply gave a name to and made a star point. Ada has a bit more story behind her than that of Elector, however. Ada is the name given to the daughter of a man called Jephthah, 
who is talked about in the Old Testament book of Judges, more specifically Judges chapter 11 and 12. Jephthah had a bit of a shaded past. His mother was a prostitute and his father could have been any number of men. Because of this, he was driven out of his hometown and basically became an outlaw, all because of his heritage. He became known as a bit of a fighter in the area. There were a number of skirmishes and wars going on about this time, and soon enough, Jephthah and his people found themselves being attacked by a people known as the Ammonites. Um, Ammonites. I think she spelled it wrong, but I think she meant Ammonites. Everyone in the area asked Jephthah to lead them in the battle, and he agreed. He also agreed that if he was victorious in his fight, he was willing to lead the people out um, from there on out. Just before battle, our friend Jeff Hath made a bit of a boo-boo. He made a bargain with God that if he was victorious in battle, he would sacrifice whatever was the first thing to come out of his house when he returned. You see where this is going, right? She said. Jeff Hath is victorious and everyone is quite happy with the result. The celebration is short-lived, however, because the first thing that comes out of his house upon his return is his daughter. Remember, what he had said was, God, if I'm Victoria, victorious in battle, the first thing he would sacrifice is the very first thing to come out of his house. Not thinking, okay? That's why I say don't swear. Now, all of a sudden, <clears throat> the celebration is short-lived because the first thing that comes out of his house upon his return, we know the story, is his daughter called Ada. Again, in parentheses, it says N-O-E-S. This daughter never had a name. She's nameless, okay? But they're going to use her as an example because Ada represents the ideal daughter. All of these people that are supposed to be the mother, the daughter, the sister, whatever, supposed to be the ideal daughter, the ideal mother, the ideal widow. So every woman, every star point, every person they use as an example is their story supposed to show you how you should be an ideal so-and-so using biblical stuff somewhat mixed with other things that don't make sense. We're going to see that as we go along. <clears throat> so says here, the first thing came out of his house was his daughter called Ada and oh yes, Jeff Hath really doesn't want to go through with this sacrifice sacrifice anymore. But after explaining the situation to his daughter, she agrees that the vow must not be broken. So she's down with the get down. This is like the reverse of um, Abraham and his son Isaac, except for this was a test by God, whereas man just offered up anything that comes out of my house, Lord, I'm going you know, to, you're not even thinking, of, you, you, just, you just wanted it that bad. But then at the end of the day, it, when it came time to do the sacrifice, why didn't you say, no, I'm not going to sacrifice her, Lord, sacrifice me? That's, that's the question. That's the question. Why don't you go bargain with God? No, so you're going to say, well, I did say this thing, so I won. And so I'm going to have to, I get, I get it, but I'm still wondering about that. But let's go to what they want their daughters to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just... She agrees that the vow must not be broken. It is said that she asked for it to be delayed by two months so she could spend time with other women of the village and mourn her virginity. After that time, Jeff Heth did as he vowed. Part of me really wonders if anyone read, read the stories of the women that were picked to be the star points. See, this is what she's trying to say. Like, I'm, I'm teaching y'all. I'm bringing y'all history about the women. You know, these are the women that we are modeling after. These are the women we aspire to be. I don't know if everybody takes the time to read them. So I'm just going to bring this to you real quick so y'all could just brush up on y'all stuff. Why, we, why these people are so important. 
the story is incredibly similar to i just said this the story is incredibly similar to that of isaac except in ada's case her father actually goes through with the murder you understand what i'm saying these people's masons man you understand i've seen people when i was researching them before and I have to go back to these notes and I got to go back to the page. I was taking screenshots of screenshots. People who said their aunt and so-and-so was in Freemasonry. They were sacrificed. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to tell you these things. The way people look when they die sometimes or the way they died sometimes could even just seem like natural causes when, you, when you're working with spirituality and witchcraft. Hell, somebody could have did it, did it, period. And there's so many of them all around, infiltrated in so many places, from healthcare to this to this to that. It's not that hard to get away with things. There's too many people made their claim and say they still don't have answers to, until, until this day. Some people's properties after, depending on what businesses they had, if they wanted it or things weren't, they weren't going down to speed. And remember... Please remember, the whole oath is shut your mouth. So you have to remember, there's people at some point that probably get tired and said something or might have did something, ain't no telling, got scared enough and opened their mouth to somebody. They're going. But the point is, sacrifice has to happen at some point. Blood must be shed. So the point is, the understanding of that this, for this story, is sacrifice. So it says here, so what does that mean for people in OES? What does the story of sacrifice teach us? As far as a story given during the initiation, Ada teaches us fidelity, loyalty, and intelligence. The first two I can hardly agree with. I am not so certain that if my father told me he had vowed something similar that I would have gone through with it. Darling, if your father wanted to do it, if he was even high enough or if he was in a position where they wanted blood, he wouldn't come to tell you those were that was that situation, dear. They don't come to tell the loved ones they sacrificed them. I'm lying. Before they took the baby to, to hand him over to Molech in them fiery hands when they was doing that stuff in, the, in, in child worship. They don't do child worship all like, I mean, sacrifice all like that. They still sacrifice them, though. They still put children on fires. They do a thousand different terrible things to them, okay? Because they want the, uh, they want that energy. But they're not doing that stuff today. They're not going to say to their daughter, in my, in my, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I, I did a thing. I, I did a thing. <laughs> Daddy did this thing he messed up. I'm gonna need you to help me fix that. They they feel bad even I'm sure when they have to, just like he felt bad. But he actually went through with it. I, they never even said that God said, wait, wait a minute, it's the next day. Why didn't you kill your daughter? She came up out the house. So for some reason, Rob Morris, the the creator or founder of this thing, used this one for the daughter. He's that's a story he liked to pick for a daughter. You know how many good, good daughters there were in the Bible? You want to pick the one that would be sacrificed or would be down, get down with it. Anyway, let me keep going because I do have a lot more to read. Um, she says she wouldn't be so starting to get down with it if her father told her. But she said another big thing Ada focuses on is innocent. Ada was a virgin. Mm, virgin sacrifice. You know, that's the best one. I mean, that's why they like children as well. Right. So Jeff Hath were willing to fulfill their obligations, even if doing so meant death for one. So she says, so often we say we're going to do something and don't. It's so easy to sign up and help out at an event. But instead of going, stay home and watch TV. <laughs> now she's trying to flip it to everyday stuff. She, they don't, are they? Yeah, because they're the women of the Freemasons. They ain't taught. I'm not trying to say they ain't taught to be wise, but you ain't taught to think that your man, a husband, a brother coming for you. Maybe. 
I think that those of us in Masonic communities are at risk for this kind of behavior, not because we're bad people, but because there are trends of so many things. She's talking about setting up organs. Now, she said, I will leave you with this. Simply do what you can and when it, hold on. And simply do what you can and when it's time to fill your obligation, don't drag your feet. Go willingly like Ada and Jeff had, even if it does feel like it's going to, it's going to end in your death. She's just saying that for small things I gather, but I'm like, who would use this? I mean, the, this 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 example, this very serious example of the ideal daughter didn't have anything to do with help us set up and clean up after the party. You know what I'm saying? This I mean, I hear what you're saying, girl, but how this how do you manipulate things and twist it even for things like that? But this is this is scary. I would have read this and said, What talk I how do I I wanna renege my I don't wanna be here no more. <laughs> is this what I signed up for? How do I how do we have that stricken from the record? Okay, I got to keep going, though. Look, look, she says this. I will leave you with this short poem I found about Ada. There are a number of them out there about each star point. See, there's a number of poems out there to each star point. Perhaps at one point, I will collect them all together. Ada. Obedience. Our star life's not always easy. We do need rare courage now, like that of young heroic Ada, keeping her father's awful vow. Keeping her father's awful vow. And the person who helped write the Order of the Eastern Star, not only was it Robert Morris, but it was his wife. So he instilled his wife to help him in the mindset. We're going to talk about what he really wanted as far as masonry for women, too. Okay, before they decided to say, well, we got to do something to control these. Let's get these house Negroes back in line and see if we, you know, whatever the situation is. Now, we obey, as she has taught us, sometimes cry over life's ills, but steadfast we turn our faces far from Ada's lonely hills. This world has obedient daughters carrying out a hard command. We must seek them, weary, troubled. Their quiet trust and true obedience are examples naught can mar. Bring a candle of rare courage to the first point of our eastern star. First point of our star. It doesn't say eastern star there. We got to keep going, though. Let me go read about uh, Electa. It's Electa for me. <clears throat> she says, women of Freemasonry, Electa. It's the same page, themasonlady.com. It says, before I begin, let me say Happy Mother's Day. I'm thankful for all the mothers in my life. For Mother's Day, I thought I would return to the star points of the order of the Eastern Star. Now, you may not think this topic to be terribly mother-oriented, but Electa is known as the mother. Remember, ideal mother. In fact, all the star points represent a potential um, uh, time in a member's life. Now... I'm trying to just get to the point here. The truth is, she's where does Electa come from? The truth is, Electa does not come from the Bible in the way that the other four heroines of OES do. Electa is the only one that is never named. Um, the name was created for her, so, well, Electa and Ada, because Ada didn't have an, a, the name Ada was created. Maybe she wasn't, anyway. Electa is the only one that is never named. The name was created for her solely for the purpose of the ritual. When they stand in the five-pointed star and they literally put themselves in the shape or the whatever of the goat head, and their Bibles have the star, the five-pointed star, and this everything attached to them have the, the they have the women have emblems or badges that they put on them. It literally is a five-pointed star. Each of them has a different um, 
design or symbol in the middle of the six-pointed star because each person has a different role. It's like an office. It's like some kind of hierarchy in there. But the women that they used to stand in the five points, when they're doing those, those specific five women, that is a ritual. But these people are supposed to be Christian. And I'm just, I'm just saying that we're all going to talk about the origins because when I say if something is holy and if it's of God, you got to trace it back to its origins. And so far, I see that you're using biblical scripture, but you're also making up names. doesn't make any sense. And now we're going to find out about Electa. So it says Electa is um, it was the purpose for the ritual. I think this is fudging a bit. Perhaps they may have even been a different heroine that could have been worked into the star points. This is her talking. But Electa fits in her own way. So perhaps her name is not important as we may think it to be. The name Electa was cho- chosen because um, Second John was addressing the letter to the elder of the elect lady and her children. But if you go to that, Second John, open it up. It is one chapter with 13 verses. It is a letter, and all it says is to the elect lady. And it talks about her children. And, of course, they were talking about doing, she, um, you know, being, she was a good uh, to the children. She was just basically good-natured. But it was not necessarily all just about her. Of course, it was talking about the goodness of God. Um, if any man see his brother in sin, which not have, this is verse 16, and not have death. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is actually the wrong. Second John, here it is. Um, it says, command, commandment of love. I rejoice greatly that I have found of thy children walking in truth. You know, the children are walking in truth. Um, I beseech thee, lady, as thou wrote thee, the warning against deceivers. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess that of Jesus Christ had come. Look to yourselves. I mean, pretty much it was uh, applauding because um, you're doing a great job where you are. And most of all, keep steadfast to the word of God. So this is what they have to say about it, though. The story goes that she was born and raised in Asia Minor and she was brought up as a pagan. At some point, she converted to Christianity, probably during the era of St. Paul. Regardless of when and where and how, she would definitely have been important and influential woman within her community. This is obviously by her title, the elect lady. She was known for kindness towards the less fortunate, giving money to the poor, and caring and sheltering those in need, and filling the bellies of hungry travelers. At most, all of us know that during St. John's time, Christianity became a nuisance to those that did not want to follow it, and an edict was put on the government. So listen to this. Now, this is where... (laughs) This is where their story turns from what was put in the Bible. This is why I said what I read to you, I needed to read or give you a gist of what it was actually said. And the ending just pretty much saying, stay good fast. Um, Antichrists are coming into the world. All like most of the letters towards the end of, of, of um, the New Testament before we get to Revelation. So it says here that there was an edict that was put out by the Roman government that was issued against anyone who proclaimed to be a Christian. So remember, she was a pagan who had converted into Christianity, supposedly. This doesn't say nothing. It says nothing about this. At the end of 13, that's it. John don't talk about that. Electa is not even her name. It just says elect lady. We have no idea what they're talking about. So this is already becoming fabricated is basically what I'm saying. But this is what they're going to do to sell it to the daughters. I mean, this is for the mothers. Instead of killing her outright, I mean, excuse me, the, the government was issued an edict against anyone who proclaimed to be Christian under penalty of death. The test given to people was that they were given a crucifix and were told to stomp on it as showing of renouncing of any lingering Christian faith. 
Electa, for she wouldn't be the heroine of the story otherwise, refused to comply with the edict and refused to renounce her faith. Instead of killing her outright, perhaps because she was so well known and loved within the, within the community, the Romans chose instead to throw her and her family into the dungeon for a year. After this time, she was brought out and again offered to renounce her faith. Electa refused to do so. The Romans didn't like this so much, of course, so they followed through on their threat and killed her. More than that, however, they crucified her entire family in front of her before allowing her to die. Okay. Then it says that you can read the short analysis of 2 John here. This is what I'm talking about, though. I'm in 2 John right here. She said that's a short analysis of 2 John. I'm in the second epistle of John. There's three epistles. They're very short epistles. I like it's literally one page, one and two. It's, it, it literally could fit into one page if it wasn't for the Bible. Always talking about authorship, date, place of writing. You know, I'm not trying to be rude. Let's see what the outline of Second John breaks down to, according to my study Bible. It says one chapter one two three is a greeting. It says chapter four is a praise for paths face faithfulness. It says chapters five. I mean. Um, not chapters, verses five through 11. Cause you got to remember this is verses. This is one book. So one to three verses, one to three is the greeting. Verses four is a praise for path faithfulness. Verses five through 11 is admonition regarding deceivers, the need for continued love and obedience to God's commands. Verse seven, description of the deceivers. Uh, and the need for diligence, discernment, and proper response. And verses 12 and 13, closing an intention to meet soon in person, as most letters when they wrote. So where is, I don't want to get upset, but y'all know. <laughs> Let me calm down. Where is she getting that this is a short analysis, that this is what happened to her? And how are you using Second John or the Epistle of Second John to back this when I just opened up Second Epistle of John? But this is what they taught. Now, when she gives me the, the short analysis, let me click the link. What does that say? The short analysis says, um, nothing found. Sorry, the post you're looking for is not available. I don't know. It says, enduring the word. I guess she didn't put the link correctly, but it wouldn't, you would have you never found that there, dear. So what does, what does she teach us? You know, everyone, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to go down all five. I, I know that I definitely want to talk about Ada and Lecter to show how they mix truth with lie. Like they always do. Ain't no origin of God here. Not with Baph Hamet right in the middle of y'all floor and y'all standing in ritual. Come, please do not tell me that. But then these are people run up in the church and I will talk about my church because they have them running through it. And, of course, they're going to sell do good service, do good charity. These are the things that is the forefront of their face and their and their mission statement so that you shouldn't question. They're, they, even they say some of their origin is shrouded in mystery. This everything is a mystery. But if they want to talk about what are we going to give the people for phrase value, charity, organization, we're going to pacify the people with um, House Negro shenanigans. No, it's not bad that they do good for the community, but that's not what... Uh, I don't even know they do it because they really care. I think they look at it like like they like they're it's like savior mentality. That's not always a good thing that you think everybody's savior. <laughs> that means you want to be somewhat worshipped. Anyway, what does she teach you? Electa can still teach us many things. Perhaps the strongest here is that the principles uh, not matter what they may be. Never die. Perhaps the strongest here is that principles not matter 
what they may be, never die. This woman had the strength to profess her faith to the world, even though she knew that it would get her and her family killed. Do you see what they... This is a man named Robert Morris, and he sat down with his wife because they was trying to write down. I mean, we're going to write what... This is from their history. I'm not making any of this up. This is why we're reading today. Sat down and figured out what he needed his wife's help because he wanted to talk to the women. And he wanted to... I know, brainwash them or put it in words. So, basically, now it says to... um. Literally said that stay by the faith and profess the faith to the world, even though it could potentially get you or your family killed. They're making it seem like it's just Christianity because they have to use Christianity as a base. But what is Freemason really really about? That G in the middle is not about God. That's nonsense. We come on, we all know that. So what is what do you really mean about that to keep your mouth shut and be ready to get down and lay down? We really lay down. Again, sacrifice or some kind of ready to, you know. And it didn't even happen. That's the that's the even crazier part. That's the manipulation. It didn't even happen. Even if they found out later in years, centuries later, I don't know if right away everybody read the Bible and stuff like that. There was a time when they said it was just, you know, women aren't allowed to talk in the church. And, you know, in the, how they use the, the, in the New Testament scriptures to say that mostly men should teach God and all of that. Women probably knew what they needed to know Ten Commandments about. I don't know that they was all allowed to just be reading. You know, I don't know. Certain times you wasn't. Certain times you didn't even have the book. Maybe, you know. My point is, um, they made this up, and then they said that to use it. Whatever. Elected taught us the simplest lesson that is too often overlooked, that we love one another. That's the, the male side and the female side. Um, I don't know. They, they talk about love unconditionally, even if it's down to death. Ruth. We all know Ruth in the book of Esther. Ruth is supposed to represent the ideal widow, y'all. Um, for obvious reading. Now, I'm just, we know the story of Ruth, right? And Boaz and how Ruth ended end up becoming the great-grandmother, David. Mm. Let's see. Okay, so it isn't ever really implicitly stated, but she, she says here, this, she's, this is what she's saying. So it isn't ever really implicitly stated but each of the star points exists because they embody the ideal of that role. Like I was telling y'all, for example, Electa is the ideal mother, Ada the ideal daughter, etc. Which is a little weird when you realize that Ruth, um, Ruth makes, which makes Ruth the ideal widow. How can someone be the ideal widow? See, the grand chapter of Ohio states that it is because she cherished her family, faith, and her inheritance of her husband above every person personal ambition. The grand chapter of Ohio, this is how they talk to them. She cherished her family faith. She cherished her family faith and inheritance of her husband over her every personal ambition, her original native allegiance, and her originally heathen religion. Because she changed up everything, changed up a new mindset, got a whole new life and everything, and was more than willing to do that. But see, this is on the godly side. They're flipping it now, I'm saying, for this cause. Because what cause could you be talking about? They're not really telling you to do it for Christianity so much as for the, for the order. The order has satanic roots. Anyway, keep going here. Ruth knew who she was, even when everything in her life seemed lost. Even Imagine losing your husband and living with your mother-in-law and being so... They're basically saying, they, they're basically saying, woman... Even when your husband dropped in the grave, 
I know that spiritually they say that y'all separated through the death. But you're gonna, you, you should have the heart and the mindset of coming in here and doing this work. Come and do the kill them building. It don't stop because his heart stops. Excuse my language, but this is what my bitch is saying. You got a job to do. You owe it to your, the, your fathers before you, your grandfathers before you, your brothers before you, literally your brothers before you. That's how they talking. Better get down with this. So, okay. I just wanted to give y'all that um, so far for this. Mm. Oh, hold on now. Because I still have to read to y'all about Robert Morris, okay? The foundation of Sir. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll come back and read to y'all about the Order of the Eastern Star's Origins. See y'all after the break. All right, y'all, we are back from break. And I'm now going to read to y'all our history. This is their history coming from easternstar.org. And it says OES Origins. The origins of the Order of the Eastern Star dates back to the mid-19th century. Dr. Rob Morris was a Freemason, Master Mason, and Poet Laureate of Masonry, who made it his mission to share the principles of Masonry with women. He and his wife, Charlotte Mendenhall Morris, developed the concepts and beliefs that formed the foundation for the Order of the Eastern Star, including that pagan Baphomet um, logo and symbol in there. Oh, yes, foundation. The foundation of the order utilizes beautiful and inspiring biblical examples of heroic conduct and moral values. These portray the noble principle which should adorn the personal lives of all Eastern Star members. So even though in the, I want to pause here and say, even though they used uh, the five members in the ritual to represent the five women, all the women, no matter what their position or standing, are supposed to use all the attributes and characteristics and these stories or whatever of these women um, to embody and push them through for the mission. It says, uh, the Eastern star strives to build an environment for our members and our order that is truly dedicated to charity, truth, and loving kindness by uplifting each other through service in, in our local communities. They actually have memes. They literally have memes. And I put them up a long time ago on who's on Laura's side of Facebook, where it says the order of the Eastern star. So it has the five pointed pentagram and it has like rainbow colors because each star member i told you each woman has their own color they're each their own symbol uh chalice or this or sheath or something and then they'll have the the mason uh symbol though with the compass and the uh the uh what you call and the g in the middle and it'll literally say i got my brother's back i have my sister's back or we got each other's back so basically it's like the masons have the sisters back so much that people don't think about the eastern stars as much as pre-racery what they're doing y'all hardly talk about eastern stars and what they're doing they come in all colors but mostly there's white ones they're black ones and they could be nurses they could be anything and mostly they're in the church they are there i heads wasn't there running in my church the old church right now we'll talk about that later the real origin of the order of the eastern star like masonry will always be shrouded in mystery Many researchers believe it had a French origin as early as 1703. By some, this is claimed to be the first inception of female masonry or androgynous degrees. Um, for example, degrees for both men and women. They appeared at that time to be a demand for side degrees or degrees conferred on ladies in quite a list sprang up. Heroines of Jericho. That's the other thing. I have a whole list of the different ones. that that's Just because there's Freemasons and then uh, you just say Freemasons. They have... 
ones for children, child, like the Order of the Day Mole, which when I was looking at the chart, I said, oh my gosh, that's the one that um, Bill Cooper was a part of when he was younger. But he said that he didn't stay with the order because it was the kind of thing of where he was located at the time, where he lived at the time with his family. And he was kind of invited in. But once he moved and there was, like, he didn't go chasing after the Order of the Day Mole. But when he was doing research on a lot of people, he started to realize some of them really do start off young. You're waiting for them to get into the Divine Nine and you're waiting for them to maybe skip Divine Nine and just get into Legacy from 18. These kids could they could start these kids. These kids could be going just leaving high school and college and don't even and could be divine nine and going on to be Eastern. It all depends what the family is into. It could be a combination of things or just one. But Herons of Jericho, danger in the dark, tall cedars of Lebanon and others. These were extensively used but soon fell into decay due to lasting worth. <clears throat> but there's a bunch of them now today. Anyway, the real Origin and honor of the Eastern Star Initiatory Degree belongs to Dr. Rob Morris, and this origin comes under the first era. It wasn't until 1850, while he was confined to his home after a car an accident, I didn't say car accident, accident, that Dr. Morris fully developed the Eastern Star Degrees. During this time, he carefully thought out the symbolism, the significance of the floor plan, the devil's head right in the middle, and the corpse of the officers. Remember I told you there's rankings and officers. He also established the order's signs and passes, the colors and emblems, and define the fundamental principles that have remained unchanged throughout the years. So the way he set it up is the same way that they've been doing it. The so-called mysteries of the order were communicated freely to all master masons and their relatives. Dr. Morris and other prominent master masons gave many lectures and conferred the degrees on many ladies throughout the nation. Okay, then it says here, Dr. Morris, poet laureate of masonry and founder of the Order of the Eastern Star, was also never quite satisfied that all the good in masonry should be confined to men. Dr. Morris felt that masonry should be for the whole family. Everybody gets to work. But the laws of the ancient order of masonry did not allow women to be eligible for its degrees. Knowing he could not change the ancient landmarks of masonry, Dr. Morris sought to develop a method by which women could share with the Masonic brothers the same inspiration that, quote unquote, prompts man's to noble deeds. But y'all just building something else so they just help you to they keep y'all y'all all in and the basis for the order of the eastern star was born more it says um under it says the first era of the order of the eastern star extended from 1850 to 1866 under dr morris's leadership in 1850 dr morris selected the biblical heroines representing why why not Mary? You know, you got to pick a lot of people, man. Why you ain't pick Elizabeth? <laughs> You're not going to say nothing. Woo! High moral values and noble principles of the fledging order. And I'm not saying Ruth is not awesome and the others. The second era extended from 1866 to 1876 under the leadership of Robert McCoy of New York. And then the third one from 1876 to the present time. So the, this is the third era of it, from 1876 to the present time. It says the sort of establishment of the general grand chapter, Order of the Eastern Star. It says of these, of all these eras, this first is perhaps the most important as it prepared the way for the other two. Whatever. <sighs> Let's see. It says here... Morris became associated with uh, Mr. McCoy completed and published a, um, a ritual using Dr. 
Morris's rosary as a guide. This was the beginning of the organization, the ritual. Come on, give me a break. While the orderly star has evolved over time, its tenets, ceremonies, and fundamental principles have remained unchanged. Hmm. This order is active and successful worldwide. Fraternal, nonprofit. What do you need money for? Charitable service organization with dedicated members. We're making, man, this mission statement. Most mission statements are lies. <laughs> Boy, if this isn't a lie from the foulest pit. Oh, my goodness. This is... um. It kind of creeped me. It kind of creeped me out. I mean, in other words, they share a brain, but why? Child, let me see. I think there was something else I wanted to read to y'all before I started wanting to get into this gossip. <laughs> and they prayed to them too. Mm, the ritual order. Yeah, so it it also says, um, so again, if you membership is affiliated, you have to be affiliated of a Mason. Usually it says Master Mason or Grand Mason, somebody big. Their wives, daughters, legally adopted to. You, it also says you could be um uh, invited in. I'm sure that's very rare, you know what I mean? But for the most part, you, it would have to be, that's rare. But that's not the, mother, sisters, have sisters. You know, So even if it was like you got married and you had a child, and you marry the Mason, and that's now his stepdaughter. She's eligible. You understand? Mothers, sisters. Ooh, there's a government when they do it. Now, it's the things that, that the, the, the ones that um got me is, I'm trying to get down to the, the, uh, the they have matron, patron, associate matron, secretary, treasurer, conductress, ache, uh, chaplain, marshal, organist, warder, sentinel. These people wear these titles, they all wear um, the five-pointed star, but in the middle is always something different. Like, I think there's a harp in one, a dove in the other one, a book, and all they all mean something. Because remember, the man came up with all his symbolism for a reason. And then the people, when they're doing, when they're standing in the five-pointed star and they're doing the Ada, Ruth, Esther, Martha, Electa thing, they wear, obviously, uh, the triangle. We know what the triangle represents. That's ancient. And they have everything in there from a sheath, a crown, uh, a broken column, um, a chalice or something to sip out of or a sword. I think the sword probably. Oh, yeah. Look, Ada. Ada has the sword in hers. Remember, Ada's story is the one where she was sacrificed. Right. And Ruth, I think that's because when um when, you know, it was it was a lot of farming in the story. I'm saying farming just to be. And yeah, this is this is. um. Esther was the queen. They said that um, the initial requirement is also that you just believe in a supreme being. That is very much, very much, just because they say Christianity, when you say supreme being, it doesn't say one true God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Supreme being is very clear that um, anything that you want to really believe in, just that you believe that there's a higher power. You could just say that's the universe, you know, and that automatically makes you end that order. That should let you know alone that it's not necessarily um, godly or Christian based. Now, I wanted to talk about, I'm going to talk, talk about some God about my old church I, because everything is just hitting me all at once. I did an episode a few months ago. I didn't do it on the church. I just know that every now and again, I mentioned things that they've been doing. Remember I told y'all they was getting real pagan with the ugly Christmas sweaters in the sanctuary, Lord. And the first lady had on a green tutu skirt that looked like a mini skirt. It was a tutu skirt, and it had um, 
what it had jingle bells on it. No, not jingle bells. Ornaments. Oh God, heaven. <laughs> so even before that, I told y'all one day randomly in an episode that I was on Facebook, long story short, and all of a sudden it does the thing where it says people you might know, right? And a face popped up that really looked familiar, but I was like, I can't, like even the name, like I, I, I never really, like I knew the name, but I said, mm, the face, let me click it. Once I clicked it and went through the pictures real quick, because her pro- pro- profile was public. I didn't have to create no fake profile, nothing. I wasn't being a creep like that. I noticed that I know this girl. And this girl used to go to the church. But then I realized that her mother still goes to the church. And there was a lot of, there was a lot, when I went to the church 11 years ago, there was a lot of drama concerning the pastor of the church, this girl who used to go to the church and stopped going to the church because of pastor. And then, of course, her her family still being in the church after all of that and, and still being prominent members of the church. So this is how the story goes. The story goes, I found out anyway, before I continue on, I found out that she later on became in the years that I left the church, or maybe she always been because you could start at 18. I don't know her personally outside of the church. She wasn't my friend like that. I didn't know her. We did say hi and to each other because I knew her mother. Her mother was still a member of the church and we was in groups together. A lot of times she would come to support things we did, or a lot of times she would just come sit in on the meetings because after uh, our meetings, her and her mom, they're very close. We're going to go do something together, go eat, go, go shop, something. So long story short, when I see her, I would say hi and bye. So when I said, oh, shoot, that's her. I'm going through the pictures. I found out she was an Eastern star. And I remember I told you, I was like, no. And I was like, because I, cause I said, I said, no, no, no. All the memories just came flooding back to me at the time. But And I've thought about it on and off since. But now that I've seen that this what her story was in the church. Her story was that she grew up in a church. Just like Pastor. Pastor grew up in a church. Pastor grew up in the church when he was a child. I mean, he was in his mother's womb in the church, right? Grew up in the church. But there was a lot of scandal about his birth. We'll talk about that later. Maybe later in this episode or maybe at another time. Because I want to get to this Eastern Star connection. He grew up in the church. Uh, he, he had got a lot of bullying and, and um, harassment in the church so his life in the church was very rough everybody knows this this is this is a sad thing about church when you come to the church and, and y'all don't know all about what more what's in god's word than you do what's going on this was like known god for sure it, it was all true now this is the problem why pastor got bullied i might as well just tell the story now pastor got bullied in the church as a child growing up in in the church having a lot of pain in the church because his mother his father was a deacon and his mother was the church secretary the father was a deacon who was very faithful to the church, very faithful to the pastor, really loved the church, really loved the service of the community. Everybody loved him, right? It come to be found out later that this is the truth. It's not even rumored anymore. It's the truth that his mother, the secretary, had an affair with the pastor at the time. And that, that affair produced pastor, okay? And so she was a married woman pastor was a married man there was a first lady in that church it was a first family in that church but some people understood that this child especially after the child came out uh is i think the child i think he looked more like his mother that's I, I, that's my personal opinion but it was always rumored that they were messing around so when he was growing up in the church unfortunately he had to keep hearing you have two daddies you got two daddies this is what i mean by he had like a lot of bullying in the church especially by kids and some people and also the first lady in the church also gave him hell 
like all the time. Like, unfortunately, even though he was just a child and an innocent product of something, she never, you know, she always, if she had an opportunity to pass him in a hallway or something, and he was alone, you know, same things. Mother got a lot of it. Now, his father, uh, the, well, I would say the one that he grew up believing, his father, the deacon, um, I don't know what he ever understood. I think he ever, he just always said, that's my child. That was, that's literally, he never treated him like anything different and he never um, owned up to the rumors. I mean, he didn't own up, not, he just, he basically said whether the rumors are true or not, I could care less, this is my child, that's my wife. He was a very good man like that, so nobody divorced. That boy grew up and had a good home. When he grew up and got to the teenage years, this one, this girl's coming in. I'm trying to build up this whole thing to show you, and I'm wondering this whole time, have this been Masonic Church from forever? So here come this girl I'm telling y'all about. And um, she grew up in the church, but she wasn't in the church from when he was like a baby like he was. They started dating. They fell in love. And um, it got to the point where Pastor got to be of an age where he was now old enough. He was in the word. He, um, he, was a, he had drummed in the church. He was a drum boy in the church. All this stuff was going on in the church that he wanted to preach the word. Right now, when this pastor that had the pastor who was the pastor who was a pastor at the time, he built that church from his his. He, that's why I'm wondering, was he Mason Mason for real? Because he built that church with his own two hands and built it from the ground up. OK, built the church and he ran the church and was in church. I want to say like 30 years. He was there for like a while, like 40 years. But now it was the time where he was eyes, eyes getting dim. He wanted to retire and he had to pass the torch. Like, like uh, I guess at the time, they was even saying, like, from Joshua, uh, from Moses to Joshua. That's literally what they were saying, like, from Moses to Joshua, because they had to transfer it over. And it was, like, two people who was up for it. It was um, Pastor, and it was another guy. Now, the other boy in church was, I want to say, everybody's favorite. Because um, by this time, Pastor became to be, even while he was with that nice girl and they were in love, he had a reputation of just being a woman, like women too much. Even girls that would come to the church, even if he was in a they just didn't, I guess, character-wise, they wasn't. And then there was the whole, like, um, is this even fair that he's a candidate? Is this because he's also the product of a, the fair? You know what I'm trying to say? Whereas this other guy was more favored, he didn't have this reputation. I mean, if he's doing stuff with women, it's outside. We're not seeing it spilling to here. And we just like him better. Well, it came to be that uh, the pastor handed it down to, at that time, handed it down to my pastor. And this is when I said, I think in a previous episode, I said that's when the church, I was, that was when the church split. As soon as he, he got, before he even stepped toe in there, once they said he's going to do it and he's going to get it, with everything that everybody knew in the history, they left. And he went to another church. Now, this guy who didn't get it, the runner-up, oh, he was hurt. He was crushed, as far as everybody tells it. Pastor even confirmed that story, that, that when he joined the church, that, you know, also that his father, this, this is all, this is known. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? When, you're, when you live your whole life in the church, unfortunately, that's why some people have a lot of pain in the church. Long story short, uh, he got picked. Now, this one, they got engaged, you see? So this girl, who I found out later, is was is Eastern Star. I have no idea how long she could have been doing this from 18. She could have did this from five years ago. I have no idea. I don't know her. But let's say she was there from starting 18. But she definitely came Eastern Star. If he married that girl, if that relationship doesn't fall apart because of his infidelity and driving her crazy and their arguments spilling in the church and then people just thinking that he's he's playing, uh, he's a uh, gaslighter telling people that she's starting with me. She's lying, but she's not lying. The man was, there was a lot going on. So long story short, they didn't get married. But if he had married her, she would have been 
and Eastern Star First Lady of the Church, right? I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know what the reverend before that was. Here's the odd thing now. The wife, I think I was telling y'all in the previous episode, his wife he has now, her brother is a Q-Dog. And, you know, they can sponsor or they could, they could depend on how ranking it, how high up there is. And I know he knows other um, people who are Eastern Stars, Masons, and other organizations. But just because you know them don't mean you're in with them. You know, now that you have one in the family, and now even as a, as a Q-Dog having a pastor in the family, we don't know how, how big of a flex that could be for even both. Because, like I said, ever since she coming in there, all her ministry stuff, she don't really do ministry. Like, she hosts a lot because this first lady, <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I just feel like... <sighs> Some people do things for show more than their spirit is there and they're edified and, you know, they're they, like, I wouldn't want her to lay hands on me and pray because I don't feel like she have the time. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, she, some people is just there. Like, we respect you. You know, people going to respect you as the wife and respect you as the this, but she don't have the thing. So when she holds her stuff, it's, it's, it's technically her ministry, but other people come to, to deliver the word. Other women preachers come to deliver word and lay hands, but everything is always themed purple with some yellow. So it's purple and gold, purple, maybe might put some white in it, purple. It's purple. I just noticed the church have now ever since in the past maybe two or three years since she's come in. It's just a lot of purple. Like even in this back screen that they have, like they have a jumbotron there now. Um and then they say ways to give Zell uh, Venmo. <laughs> they have a thousand ways that you can give. But they also have sometimes flash images in the back. Pastor and first lady. And then like there's always a tint of purple. You know what I'm saying? So you start to see that ever since she's been in there. Um, there's a lot of services where they'll tell like one the one Sunday all the deltas was honored. So they asked all the deltas. Oh, now it ain't everybody in the church is a delta. They started networking and network and guess who guess who this first lady works with side by side now? Which I wouldn't say is odd, but it is odd, especially based on what I know. She works side by side with Pastor's ex fiance. Pastor's ex fiance was dragging her behind up that up to that church even after. They broke up for years. I wouldn't say using her mother as an excuse, but using her mother as an excuse. It got to the point where people was even trying to figure out, does she want the man back? Because at this point, she was married and she had a child. But she always kept coming back in. And even though I know her mother, I'm not that tight with her mother, but I used to always notice little shady stuff. Like, especially once I started to realize, like, this is Pastor's ex-fiance or whatever the situation is. And then I don't, she never came with her husband. She had a whole nother church. He don't come with her to church. He comes sometimes. He doesn't come all the time. Um, it, it just seemed as if she never really got over him because there was like uh, this whole other rumor that she at one point was pregnant for him even before they got married. We're, or we're going to get married. But her mother... Um, as the story goes, because I know people who knows the mother and dad told me in confidence. I'm not saying anybody's name. She, the mother told her to get rid of it, that it wasn't wise to do so. And then I think he found out later. And that kind of completely, that was the thing that made it just so like between the deceitfulness and just the, I don't know. It, all I know is this. Well, that was one of the reasons between the, the cheating, the habitual cheating, and then that and him not knowing and then finding out later it was last straw. But there was always a sense on her part of regret that she did that. 
you know, because she always felt like if she didn't listen to her mother. So I always felt like her mother was always like, I'm a woman and I see things. And when I knew the story, I would just see her come around. I was like, oh, she's around. She's around. But then I always see like her mom used to like nudge her and give her certain times and cues to go up and, you know, fix your dress when you walk in. Like literally they would just keep playing in his face is what I, I guess is what I would say. And, you know, she'd walk down, obviously, you know, passive would just kind of low-key, like, smile sometimes at her. You know, psychologically, these games would be played. And then there would be times, like, there would be, she would always say it even in the group sometimes. Because it was a woman group, we used to just be healing. And she'd still be talking about she's still not over what the church did to her daughter. She's still not over what the church did to her daughter. She's still not, I mean, like, there was, like, a thing, like, and they humiliated her. And they made it seem like she was crazy, but really it was Pat. And I couldn't believe that this woman was saying all this stuff. Because we was in a, in a group called Pastor's Aid. Pastor's aides is supposed to be pastor's right-hand people. But before I would see her sometimes on and off have these private outbursts because everybody in the group was supposed to be trusted. These are supposed to be women. I was the youngest person in the group. But the women in these groups supposed to be women. She was going to church for 20, 30 years. They done known when she when she said her husband George cheated on her. She done had real conversations. She's just there. And me, I'm just a young person. What am I going to tell? But at the end of the day, now I'm telling the story. And when I wouldn't tell nobody else in the church. But I, it was always surprising how she would smile and pass the face. I passed the... It's son. Like, right, pastor the face but then like she would always have these things so when i would see her and her daughter in the church and sometimes i'm doing these little things and sometimes at one time she went up there and she would try to get him to hold her baby you know what i'm saying like it was like these like little weird odd things and now for me to see that after i left the church 10 11 years i never understood one if if you felt that hurt by the church or the pastor and you're still that fake that you're smiling in his face and all this shit what do you what is your cling to the church what is what do you, why do you hold on to this church so much and sometimes she would answer that on her own in different times and groups by saying things like this is my church i ain't leaving the church you know because i'm on, mostly her husband i know the husband is a mason or something i always wonder what he was because at the end of the day he's very close to pastor he comes in all the time very distinguished old um older man you know what i'm saying so he still like looks good or whatever sharp but he gives off just like another older gentleman in the church they almost look like they could be brothers but they sit in the same row i think they're like deacons and um they give off of i give money to the church i'm a very powerful person in this church like even even pastor after the whole thing he held the mother and them as a high regard, but there were times where, um, you could tell a picture, 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 you break up with somebody and their, their family still come to the church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't tell people not to come to church. You picture, especially if they give a lot of money to the church or they have good standing in the church. And even your mother, who is a, still, um, the secretary of the church today, you know, knows them and they you know, these people have power you know, sometimes it's not so much as you can't tell people to get out the church. You know what I'm saying? So you have to kind of endure it and then imagine your ex keep coming in. You know what I'm saying? So these are the games that I thought that they were playing. Now that I found out the man is married now, now when she's posting or when the, or, or um, was she, for instance, the first lady has a page at the church. It just posts things for the church. It just posts upcoming flyers, obviously promoting things for the church. But whenever she's promoting a women's conference now, the first person tagged along with a hundred with a bunch of ninety nine other women is his ex fiance. And I said, My God, even the Q dog. I said, This has to be a bigger picture being played behind the scene. You got the Eastern star now, who is the ex fiance of the pastor. This is not awkward for pastor. I know there's such a thing as growing. I know there's also such a thing as just like working together for the sake of the Lord. But also there's a lot of cycling i'm like what is this so you got your ex-fiance who's the eastern so your brother-in-law is now it was a cute dog he's she's up in the church whenever they do the fraternity things like i told you uh not only is she an eastern star but i noticed that she's also a part of fraternity still a member of the fraternity active i mean sorority 
still an active member of the sorority to this day. So when they're trying to do, ever since the Q-Dog woman done come, come through the door, she helps her assemble all that stuff. What you want to do, Delta Day at the church? What you want to do? <laughs> the house full of red, look like the, look like the Red Sea, child, just all in the pews. And I never, I, this is one thing I just started, I just started to notice more pagan, uh, more just, if it, it was already pagan. The church was already pagan. This is, that's what I'm saying. How could it get more pagan? When you, when you got tutus, frilly skirts on with, but, um, with, um, with ornaments dangling all of, off of them with every color, where are you going? <laughs> it's the fucking church. Like right now, they're going to have another, they're going to have a brunch. It's not going to be at the church, but the, the church will, she will post and promote at the church outside brunches and stuff for um, sororities. If they're having a brunch, if they're having an annual this, if they're having this, you know, and hit her up for tickets. And I don't know if the first lady is necessarily a part of a sorority because I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it could be that. But I, I don't get that because she doesn't say come out and support my chapter. She doesn't get, like most people when they're doing these things, it's just some place like um, it's like now that she's in there, she's really meshing in the whole HBCU divine nine. Like, oh, God, this church, I don't know where it's going to be in another five, ten years. And an Eastern star who is more than willing to, 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 to be a third in the bed. I mean, I'm not saying she's in the bed, but she does not care. And what's, what's striking about this is when I'm reading about the mindset of the Eastern star, the ideal daughters and all this stuff. And I'm not saying she has to sacrifice herself. But at this point, I'm just like, you have to have, to have a lot of, you have, have got to have a lot of determination to keep showing your behind. Even, I mean, what are you, I wouldn't say, what are you trying to prove but at this point, it must be a bigger picture in here. Like, well, we all have to work together. I'm an Eastern star. This is a church. I can help y'all networking type of thing. The same way the moms never left because at the end of the day, you you still need me. And the mother is the Eastern star. In the previous episode, I said I wasn't sure because I didn't go to the mother's page. I didn't see the mother's page pop up on my timeline to say people you may know. So I didn't know any of that. But then as I kept going through her pictures, she her mother goes with her to the... um. To the same, um, they have all kind of celebrations. They have like Queen Martha Day, Queen Esther Day. I mean, like you know, different things where they wear all white. The kids have um days as well, so they'll have like functions and conferences, and they all go and they wear blue. Well, they they were wearing blue on that day. Sometimes they were all white. They all sometimes they wear the sashes with the colors in the in the thing. Very proud these and stars they are. So it's probably the whole time, like I said, and that's just who I can see in the church that is moving that way that, that I can see. Because if you don't know her page, if you don't know her background, she just looks like she just, I mean, the people have been there 20, 30 years. I'm even wondering for them. What do you think all this time? She just grew. She, oh, she's just growing so nice. This, she comes to functions and, and she brings her child. But I don't know. Like, it's like before you should never see. She's husband come, would come sometimes. That's what I would say. I don't know what he's doing today, but it doesn't seem she is. And she helps them. Like, she's coming through with, uh, if they're doing back to school, she, with her resources, she's going to bring, like, book, um, get, like, 100 book bags at least or more. You know, like, from what I could see, like, yeah. Then, I don't, I, I seen one day, she was, her and Pastor took a picture on the Facebook page. There was something that she came to do again. I think, like, sometimes she had access to, like, free fly. Like, the point is, I don't know if he even really wants it. I don't know what it is, but there's something about that family that seems to have a stronghold into that man Um, up until this day. Like I said, you can't necessarily tell people get up out of the church. But I just could not imagine 
like, especially now I'm married. Like, when you're, you're married, you've been married before me. Like, I think he just got married. It seems as if it's, like, under in the past five years. Maybe in the past four years or so he got married. As far as I'm concerned, when I, by the time I was finding out her backstory with Pastor, she was already married with a toddler. She was married with, like, an eight-month-old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even that was said to be something rushed because she got married, like, within a year or so. Like, after some, and, and some people were saying that, is she probably she did that just because I don't know not to save face but like oh I'm gonna get married or whatever and maybe there has always been some kind of a regret on top of the top the 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 you know the fact of the the child that um you know yeah this is all known this is not lies this is not even her mother you know what I'm saying like her mother tells us she would talk to these women even when I was there I'd be like a fly on the wall because these women have old people talk good they have good gossip especially the women. You know, they would talk about times where their husbands was like all the affairs they had to get over and go. Like one time she had a really good story. <laughs> she because they were talking about cheating men one day. It's like they was talking about how her daughter came up and how Paso drove her daughter crazy with all them women. But anyway, she said one day she jumped in the car and um, she was leaving out for work. And her husband, was, he's a police officer, too. That's what else he is. He's, he's a mason. He's, he got to be because you have to be the daughter of a sister or a son or a widow of a grandmaster, somebody in good standing. But he was also a cop. I found that out because she said that he was a cop. He worked overnight. And um, he came home one night. or He was tired. Um, so she was getting ready to go to work in the morning. She worked in a city. She had a city job. She getting in the car. And she said as she was um, um, backing out the car, she was backing out like slowly, backing out the driveway slowly. She put down the visor so she could check her makeup real quick in the mirror. And it was a, it was a note written um, in the mirror from a woman in lipstick that said, I, um, I, I was with George last night. Or, um, thank you for letting George out last night. <laughs> Something like that. How she said she floored that damn car back in the driveway. Ran in the house up them stairs and just flew on top of them and started swinging. Bow, 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 bow. But she did say that at this point in their life, because, oh, God, they got to be like 70-something now. I mean, there's probably like 50-something now when she was telling the story, 60-something. But when this was happening, you know, she was just, there was in their third, you know, it was younger. But she said, now we're best friends, you know. She said, we're best friends now. He old, like, he's not doing that. So like I said, these women talk. It's not everything... Is gossip so much some things you hear it and it, you know just it, it 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 was just understood. Paz even told the story of that the two fathers and me being bullied in the church because he would tell he, people knew but you know sometimes when you would talk to pastor you talk about troubles or something he would talk about I have a lot of pain he's like even me he's like picture me um having to grow up in a place where I experience a lot of pain and he explained he said that he's a he had two fathers that two fathers thing and the one the and the first lady that's always was mean and sometimes they would have they would come up I think twice that I was there. The old founder came up, the old pastor who was also the founder of the church and the first lady. And uh, it, it was awkward. You could tell it was awkward every time, you know what I'm saying? Because um, for the people who know the backs, like I said, it's just like, but you just do what you do that day. If they're here to come and it's, it's an anniversary, if they're whatever it is, you know, you praise the Lord, you say the word and stuff. But in the back of the mind, you know, when there's gossip, it's gossip, especially when people are in the 23rd daggone year. So I wonder, was the man, I don't know who he was the first guy, but he built that. They say he bought everything, wood lumber, everything, built it with his own damn hair, just got the permit and built up that church. He literally handed it over to his child. He handed it over to his child, whether the people knew it or whether there was a rumor or not, but it was true. It's true. Church lit. And then now, all these years later, 
two, two women in his life. It's, I don't know. That pe- the man wants to grow too. He always thought himself to he always wanted to be like next T D Jakes or something. He always would talk about Megan. He used to tell the church that they wasn't taking care of him proper enough and other churches have packages for their pastor where they there's a whole house included with I'm, I was like, I, I used to get turned off. This one actually get turned off. You know, and um these days passing the pulpit talking about something he's a six figure preacher. What I mean, what who says these things? Like he, but he was talking about a prophet who was walking through and he was saying stuff. He's like, that's how, you know, you got to be today. What he was really saying in that movie, he's, 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 he's trying to say, I'm not like these other preachers. I'm a six-figure preacher. Where does that come from? You just broke my whole... Yes, yes, you a six-figure preacher. Well, what, how many figures did Jesus have when he was out here preaching? Because last time I checked, we, they was having to ask him, did you eat? <laughs> like, he was born in a manger, right? It was never, he never really had an address while he was here on earth because the man was nomadic. Wherever they were, they camped for the night. Every time you turn around, 600 now. I mean, you know, you're still doing it, but now it's getting worse. And now you want to get, and then the same thing like the politicians that keep, certain politicians have their hands on certain churches. I know Senator Comrie, I'm going to say his name, this black round senator here in New York, been having a hand over that. I've been trying to look up for Comrie to see like what other I can't see it. Maybe I can maybe find out whatever society he might be part of. Maybe if he's like um in a fraternity. Like you see how they did those those two hundred bodies behind the jail um in Mississippi. They found the two hundred and fifteen bodies of missing black men in that jail. And then you know the first person they got on it to kind of quiet it down again is Ben um what is his name? Crump? The one that I don't like and he's a cute dog. They all terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, yeah, he coming in, and but how come we're not hearing about it as much as we're supposed to? It's like once they, once they said we have him on it to help them and people get the money, everybody's like, oh, okay, good, great. What? He should, he, yes, he claims he wants justice. Yes, he wants this. Before he sees any of that, he says he sees another class action suit that's 215 people that I could represent and get a piece of what? Come on. He don't care about none of that. They got to send him every time. Forget Al Sharpton. They don't need Al anymore. They got Ben. Like, it's crazy. So when the Conry comes around, you know, he always, when he needs votes, that's why he's still there where he is. Because every time they, this is not presidential election. We talk about when they talk about new senators and whatever, mayoral also. But some of them just keep coming around. Conry big behind and all up in that church. And a lot of things that he he, he gets pastor to do as far as going to other associations, talking there, maybe just like brothers come from Conry. He's senators. They know senators for crying out loud. You know? You you are a public figure in a sense um, in the community, but also there's other people in, around you too. And I feel like the man's really networking his mind off. You to the point you're actually you even you just you just got them to nobody. I'm I don't, I'm trying to figure out how is that not awkward. It has to be a goal here. It has to be an end mission that people is just putting everything to the side for for crying out loud. Because what is she now doing as the Eastern Star? Are you going to put roots on the new wife? Hope she croaks. So then you could be like, oh, that's a shame. I really liked her. So what the hell? <laughs> what, what's, what is the per- This makes, this isn't any, any sense. Mary is they run to the church. If they have an event, she's there. They, they had a, I, I, listen, I did my research. That's how I know. They had a women's conference last year. And this is, uh, or the first year she was, and, and they all went to like, I don't know, someplace out of state and rented a hotel or something like that. They all went over there. And who was in the pictures? That's when I started to say, wait, what? I noticed her in the pictures. Oh, no, mother. I said, dumb. I, I, I started to say for first lady, dumb, dumb itches is watching you, girl. Ain't no way in hell. Because <laughs> how you sit there and just be so. Child, no. That's how I found out about 
um, the, 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 um, child, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say too much more, all right? All I know is what I'm saying is the truth. To the point that if there was a law, if somebody, if they wanted to sue me for lies, somebody would sue me for lies that I could pull receipts. <laughs> they would, if I don't, if I can't pull the receipts, I know it's true. I'm saying from how I found out, if I can't pull the receipts, guess who can the court? As far as a pater- uh, bringing your mama out, bringing out potential paternity tests, don't start. Don't start. I'm just saying if, if we really got to that, because you know, once you get to civil stuff, they got to start pulling all kind of stuff out. So you was never engaged to her. Y'all never had a bit. Ba- don't give me that shit. Don't don't give me that. You know what I'm trying to say? This is stuff that's gonna don't lie on the oath. Are you gonna really lie? I think that girl wants her life back. So you could really sit here and watch your ex fiance who should have been yours if it wasn't for some some you really heal. I couldn't imagine going to my ex's church or that. He's not even that great. I'm not playing pastor, but I'm just like, what girl, you still in love. And you still trying to make that I don't know what else to see. I think that's so eerie though. She's more part of it now. Like back in the day, she would just come swing over it. It just now it just seems she's she's always around. They're gonna have another women's conference conference this year. It's on the page site. First lady posted. Guess who the first name she tagged? And then it says N ninety nine plus something others. This girl. Can you imagine what kind of love triangle is this? She brings her husband. I seen they had an event outside somewhere at a hall. She did bring her husband to that and her child. Oh, her and Pastor's child's close. She done, she done finally, like I said, when I was over there, she should try to get the man to hold the baby. He was just like, oh, no, no. You know, I guess it was a little awkward. She done, she done got him to, to, to rub off on her now. Which children are lovable, but, you know. I just, I'm trying to figure out what's the psychological mindset here or how much investment is it that you all have in this church. Does she have her own church too that I'm in other churches? Like, you know, when you're an Eastern star and you work with the community, do you help other places, community schools? Sure she does. But I just feel like there's a very strong investment here. And I couldn't imagine what that was like um, when, when you found out that he's getting married. Uh, I mean, sure, you've been married all this time. You have a kid and all this and that. You already had a girlfriend. He's had probably had many girlfriends. Maybe he has it. I don't know getting married doesn't that don't make you remember you don't you don't look around and be like oh no some of these people are still alive they remember then we was gonna get married and i mean so then you and then it happened and you'll just come in and what you got her a gift to and yeah you could say that's a bigger person but that's a predator <laughs> that's a spectator that's somebody that has a hidden agenda, but they have good intentions see the road to hell is paved with good intention a good intention is i'm here to help this is the thing that I've been watching, which made me all go back to the Eastland Star thing, which made me just be like, they really have, is her father told her something? Does her father want to seriously? I don't know. Because remember, the daughters and the wives are supposed to, for they, this church is a commodity for a lot of these, you know, something's going on here. I can't tell. They don't always all get along either. That's the thing. And the, the problem I used to see when I was there is, let's say Pastor had a problem with his family, the the this his ex fiance's mother and father. Even if it was something like political in church, there's a lot of things he cannot do. There's a lot of things he, he can't do. Pastor was bound from what I could see through the fact that it's the church and they, they had the mother always got him in a psychological mind warp of even though you know, you and my daughter not together no more. You still my son and I love you. I'm past the MBVF for you, past the unique. I wonder if she ever spent past the water. Like, Shug, I'm not like, 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 um, what's her name? Celie did uh, the father when he was talking about Shug. Said she gonna put Shug piss in it next time, remember? But I, I mean, because she would get to her real friends and people, and I seen her outburst a couple times. Then there was a time we had a church shut in, and the f- 
pastor's mother was all the way at the front of the church where she always sit. We was all in the pews and everybody was like, there was somebody said, just like, you know, cry out, have a moment to God to yourself right now out loud, you know, in the sanctuary, everybody take a minute to just have a moment to themselves and just worship and just cry out and just, you know, have a moment. And the first thing she wanted to cry out is my child, Lord, they try to sacrifice my child. Now, you know, by this time, this is like seven years later. You know what I'm saying? And the first, the the uh, pastor's mother who was sitting in the front, remember, this is his, her son. It's her son and her daughter that was together. So she just, it was kind of awkward because then she kind of turned around because, you know, when she cried out, she cried out real loud. So everybody kind of turned towards where the sound was coming from real loud. So once pastor's mother realized what so she just turned around and just looked straight ahead and just, Kept her head up. She didn't look down. She didn't shake her head or nothing. But she just had a whole outburst in the church about how they tried to. But this is how Pastor's mother was feeling at the time. They said, like, everybody was tearing her chin down. He's a, he's a, he's a dog. All he wanted to do, but he passed it. But all he wanted to do was hump all day. He can't even keep, you know what I'm saying? It was just like this whole big thing. So, you know, you, you letting it out every chance. It's a pain that was real. That's why I wonder, is there something inside her that's like, I'm going to make it up to you somehow? I'm not going to have a religious lose. Like, what is they? They share a brain. And her and her mama is closing like two peas in a pod. To the point that even Easter stars and even to the point where if you go through their pages, like, they are close. They've always been close. So, so close. Even close to the point that when her mother said to do that thing, but I feel like now her mother just regret it. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know if she said, I'm going to stay here till you pass pastor and then figure out a way to take this over. I can't tell you. I just feel that it is just so, um, there's no coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's just odd. I've never seen anything like that. And then if, if it's not her, what is it? Um... Um, passes a, psych- a psychology degree is finally working, like so he can get everything he want. I got the Eastern Star on deck, got my wife. And you know, what's odd about Pastor, he's married, but he's in the pulpit with no wedding ring. Now, I know men don't always wear rings, but Pastor wears rings, you know, even before he was married, he, he wears rings, you know what I'm saying? He wears bracelets too, you know, watches as well, just never wears it. I understand that even if you're the man who doesn't wear it because, oh, it makes my finger feel funny, I work out, so blah 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 blah, this feels funny when I live, whatever. I get that there's some men there, someone that's like, I don't require my man to wear it all the time. That's your business. But when you, in my opinion, are a pastor and you have actually, a, a, you know, your wife, you know, you didn't start your family yet, but you have your wife now and you're supposed to represent first lady and pastor or really the first family, even before you have children or don't have children, the first family of the church, it would be model representation to put on your band. You understand what I'm trying to say? If any other day of the week, it never does. You know, I, I find that very, I just was like, that's just so weird and just like the wife he have now, I mean, I think uh, they, they, they've known each other for a long I think she was literally chasing this man. I mean, we saw her. I remember her running through the church back in the day. She was chasing this man, not a member of this church or nothing, on and off. Uh, his friend from outside of the church will come to it on and off for years. And it surprised me that he's almost 50 years old now, and now is the time he decided to marry her. And then only recently, probably uh, from what. From what I could see, because the church pictures is what tells me. I only go by the timeline. I started doing my research. And I started doing my sleuthing when they were dating, but she he was presenting her to the church as officially my girlfriend. And a good 12 years after they met each other. And then, of course, they did the, the three-year date thing, and I think they got married or something like that, which is fine. But it, you don't wear your band. I'm not saying you don't love your wife. I'm sure you do. But I feel like um was part of this marriage also like convenience. And I don't mean like I don't love you, but also like benefits because like what I can get from this. And it's ever since you come in, there seems to be a lot of connection with HBCU, Divine, other um 
things. And now, the, the, like I said, this Eastern Star connection, you could clearly see the Eastern, the Eastern Star is also an, an a sorority. So they're bringing sorority together. And, you, and as far as I'm concerned, some people in these sororities are Eastern Stars and they're just running through these churches. Probably the idea is to get some of them to join too. <clears throat> join the churches as well you have to remember when the doors of the church were open it used to be a time they really just wanted you to um come and just come to the church become a member of the church and want you to to find christ and to know him and these days now new members and is, is more ties or a check you see what i'm saying so it's sad that even these days when they're saying more more members more people they don't even really mean because we want you to know the lord so much as they they know that um, as soon as you come to the church, you know what they do after a little orientation or something like that. Some churches have orientation where you go over like the churches. Um, I wouldn't say it's like an oath, but like an affirmation. You know, they try to talk to you about do you understand what God is and stuff. That usually in these Baptist churches. And then you know what they've done when they're done with that. Probably the second or third Sunday after that, they give you a whole box with your name on it and it's tithes. Every member get a box with tithes on it, and it's it's probably fifty two envelopes for fifty two weeks in the year. It already has your name on it. It says week one, week two, week three, so you can keep. Yeah, that's how you do it. Just like when old people had the medicine, or you have the medicine. It said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, just like that. And the funny thing that the church is really a business is that at the end of the year they give you a tax statement. I would get a tax statement. They'll tell you how much you pay for the year. So you supposedly so you could get some kind of benefit from it from your taxes. You ain't gonna get nothing back from paying your tithes. The only way you're gonna get something back from paying your tithes because it's a, that's itemized deduction. It's the same way if you say you donated clothes. That only works if if you're using your schedule A and you're gonna use that to get a higher uh, standard deduction than what you normally would get. And everybody knows uh, head of households is the highest. So why would you go itemize and get a standard deduction that's way less than than nobody does that. You only item that only works if everything on your itemization list somehow goes above your standard deduction for single head of household and, and whatever married and all that other crap. Give me a break. Nobody really does that. The people that do itemize usually have a lot going on, more properties, more assets and things like that. So they give you a piece of paper for you to go to tax paper. And people used to when I used to do taxing, people used to come with me, come to me with the slips when they donated clothes. I put it where it's supposed to go. They thinking this thing gonna give me an extra two hundred dollars. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> But that's how you know it's a business because you got to have to give them envelopes every week. I mean, for every Sunday. Sometimes if you lose them, you got them wet, you could go to the office and they will reprint you some new ones. But that's what that's how they know who gave it. It's not just everybody was with an envelope. Um, not everybody with an envelope, just any random envelope dropped. And then by the time they picking up the envelope out of these containers that they collected them in, they know who paid and who didn't. And they have to, well, when you get in the receipt at the end of the year or that tax form or that thing, <clears throat> they have to be dogging it in into some kind of Excel. They know, like I said, they know what they're getting. They know how much they're getting donation. You know, there's times that pastor goes and preach outside of church and then they'd be like, oh, the guest speaker, he get money from talking outside. Sometimes pastor was talking outside, um, outside the church during the week two, three times a night. I know because... You have to ask, I'll be in a choir, I was in a lot of groups, they would ask who is available maybe on a Tuesday, Wednesday night if they wasn't working in the evening or maybe we got home at five, um, maybe three or four and could meet us at like six or seven at this church because we're going to the sister church and we need a few people to help us to come with pastor because pastor needs somebody to clean his entourage when he goes to church. He don't need it, but you know, how you look going into the church, you come in to visit another church and it's just you. Everybody is is tired from work today. So you need some faithful ones. So you had faithful deacons or a few of us that would go. He needs somebody to sing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> but my point is, at the end of the day, he made money throughout the week, too. Pastor has to um, go, um has to reside over funerals. 
there's weddings. You know what I'm trying to say? So the church does get money. And then that church also had a whole next door. I'm just talking about how, how come some of these churches don't get no money. Then they had a whole next door that they rented out for birthday parties to the community. <clears throat> what do you call it? Um, wedding ceremony, like literally a whole hall, like a whole hall. They had chairs they could provide for you. You either had your own catering, they could do that for you as well. How you ain't got no money up in the church? And now that the kudos is there, oh no, now they don't really, they got, they had so much money coming in the church, my old church right now, they got new floors, they got a whole new um, pulpit, which can't, it's hard, there's less chairs there, ain't nobody be up there, but pastor, his first lady, it's not like, it's not crowded like how it was in the old pulpit, with like 50 deacons, oh no, they put the deacons right back in the pews, the only thing they ain't getting new up in there is the pews, the floors are shiny, everything's like a jumbotron, oh, who ain't getting money in the church? And then I seen a picture, <laughs> where they about to renovate again. Well, at least they're trying to do so. I told you, at least he always was trying to do something. So the money went somewhere. Okay? That's why I said with that other church, I don't know what you're talking about. Because with all that money coming in and the good, uh, faithful amount of people, that's just mismanagement of money. So that's why I want to say. I'll come back and talk about Eastern Stars on another note. I know I end up gossiping and stuff. But this is me just seeing with my own eyes only what I can see from my old church from when I left till now. Things I knew from then that I'm now bridging together. The way I see everything working now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if people... In the, in the church, the old heads who know the truth and even know, like, um, the, the mother and the daughter and know them well, like, even outside of church, like, some of them's friends, you know, know them. They, they, they say, this ain't awkward. Oh, we all love the Lord, but you could do all this in another church. You keep coming back here. It's your mom's church. I get it, but... And mom, see, she... And, the, and you know what else she's doing? Mom is still right next to pastor as, um... A nurse. They call her pastor nurse now. It ain't but her and like two other ladies. She ain't never going to leave that position. And that makes me wonder too because the pastor nurse be all around him. You know what I'm saying? Especially on Sundays and stuff. What you need and stuff. What mother telling what she might have overheard and went home and told her. I'm trying to tell you. And the sad thing about it is he'll never see it. So I don't know what's going on. I, uh, no, because he's always hold her in high regard. He's actually, he used to actually make me to everybody, it's actually make me feel, damn, like, if only you knew the things she'd be saying. And she would say stuff about him on more than one occasion, different times. I was in that church for almost three to four years, and I was in a lot of groups. And when she had a moment and she felt as comfortable, you know, she was saying that that hurt and pain is still there. And he, 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 he who should not be named, but we all know who it was. <clears throat> I'll come back with more on the Eastern Stars. I see, actually, there's one last thing, y'all. I'm, 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 I'm. I want to go over this chart. I should have did it in the beginning. It's a Masonic family map. It's, even though it's a, it's the Freemasons, and that sounds like one order, apparently it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. My God, it's like 30 or so um, organizations under them. They have York Rite. So under the York Rite, um, Freemasons would fall the order of the Eastern Star. They also have... Um, the Order of the Ararath, the White Shrine of Jerusalem, the Ladies of the Shrine, the Daughters of the Nile, and the Social Order of the Beauchamp, right? So those are the York Rites. And it says this are, these are petitioned for degrees of membership, okay? Because they have some that you have to be invited. So there are some Masonic ones you have to be invited in. But for the most part, it seems like some of these already is already understood 
like the lady side is usually family related. Then they have the Scottish right side where they have this, the youth Masonic ones. This is where I told you they had the order of the Demole. Well, Bill Cooper said he was in one for a little while. They have rainbow for girls and they have Job's daughters. I'm pretty sure if I took the time to break down each of these organizations from, from their symbolisms alone, just, just, just please and the origins or what their beliefs is or their rituals we can find in every single one of them that is not really originated by or for god the masons have nothing to do with god at all whatsoever um except for being the gatekeepers as far as keeping the secret of ancient times of old but even the girls it's just like in the um the prince hall masons and they have the little schools the schools for the girls what was it called Jack and Jill, it's, that's not a secret society. It's not a order of the Mason family, a Masonic family, but it is like some kind of special school for like um, the upper black elite, the upper rich class, or upper rich black class to put their children in and stuff so they can start them on from a young age. Grand College of Rights, the Order of Bath. Um... State Lodge of Research. Some of them don't even sound the tall, the tall cedars of Lebanon. Lebanon. Remember, he said that that was one of the ones they started. He said some of them admonished or or um are no longer here, but that one is Night Crusaders of the Cross, Order of Saint Thomas of us Icon, Thrice Illustrious Master. I mean, the Order of the Night Masons. They have so much. They, I mean, like, it's, it's it's not just a one. That's why they probably laugh when we just talk about one, as long as you know about all these other ones over here. They have northern jurisdictions, southern jurisdictions, Knights of the York Cross of Honor. I'm not going to keep going on, but the point is there's a whole chart here. And these people have interfered every, everywhere. Ladies' Organization, Blue Lodge. The Blue Lodge is where you have the regular Mason. Mm-mm. They out here. I just can't believe. So now, if somebody was just coming into the church, they would, um... You know, you know the point I want to make, too, about HBCU colleges? And I'm not saying that black colleges is a terrible thing. You do understand that that's where a lot of the Kemet teaching, especially Africa. We know about Africa, but a lot of the Kemet Egypt teaching came from a lot of these HBCU schools that was set up by um masons for i guess you could say plant negroids you know what i'm saying to be able to have their own schools where they could go to the ones who set it up anyway the ones that they named some of them after or didn't and then they gave you your own schools where you could learn your own history but that history came with uh with a catch-22 they ain't gonna tell you about Israel. They're not gonna tell you. you. Understand what I'm trying to say? So this is where even when you came out educated, you came out, especially black people not having an identity, like oh yeah, Kemet, and you want to wear the yank, and you want to do this, and you want to do that. It didn't come from high school education, and it does come from learning a black history. But mostly those people came from, um, I guess you could say centuries and decades of coming in and out of HBCU and bringing that stuff back home to the family to learn. Throughout that Bible. That's what the plants gave you when they gave you the plant school. Most of them anyway. Okay, on that note, guys, I'm done. They usually come in later in the night, but I had to come in and say this stuff.
concerning them because now when I see oh you know the the loyal the ideal daughter the ideal wife you know I see a wife and a daughter and I see a mason in the house the father I see they won't get this claws out the back of this man you know I'm not saying they're not helpful because you gotta remember they gotta be helpful they gotta be community service but the intent I wonder what is the intent you picked this church for a reason yeah you like this church your daughter's also a member of another church but there's a reason why y'all keep uh, psychologically just with this with um you know this this um this church and this man and the way now you know what's so what's so i want to say it's creepy is that pastor's nurse is pastor's ex-fiance's mother and there's a first lady in the church now so on sundays or anytime when the nurse is around and she's there to make sure pastor is okay you know you have ushers too everybody has a position but this one's the ones that get closest to pastor she had to be up around pastor and she had to be around first lady as well and it's the same woman whose daughter was you know what had what kind of wonder what kind of conversations those mother and daughter have I mean, just put yourself in that position as a man or a woman, I guess. You married the man. You knew about his ex-fiance. She always was coming to church. Even the whole 15 years, you was chasing him in the church. Now you finally got him. She understands you got him. Now she wants, what she wants to do is come help. Anytime you wanted to help, she's going to be there. She want to show him she's here to help you. I'm, I'm concerned. I have questions. I, anyway, let me go, y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> Hope I ain't talk y'all to death too much and stay safe so blessed and i'll see you all next time here on who's on the lord's side